Welcome to episode 118 of Iron Man Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Alrighty guys, so welcome along to episode 118 of Iron Man Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Isles. And Coach John Newsom isn't next to me right now, it's actually about about four hours, what time do we get in? Probably about four hours after, probably about six hours after the race today. And uh, we're actually not going to do the normal show this week because we're both pretty bloody tired and... Uh, <laughs> Well, it's just been a tough day, and we're both kind of flying out of the next couple of days. But I did get an opportunity to get an interview with a Macca, and it goes for about an hour. And once again, uh, it's a great interview. There's some really interesting things, which I'm sure you'll enjoy. Uh, so I'm going to put that on pretty soon. Uh, just before we start, uh, I'm in Talk is proudly brought to you by Coffees of Hawaii. Now, remember, if you go to dub dub dub. Um, ironmantalk.com and you click on the link there we got a 20% discount for you guys now that's huge and uh, it's great coffee uh, they've got lots of selection lots of great flavours I highly recommend the vanilla flavoured stuff I love it and uh, so go on you get the discount more discounts for you trybuys.com they've got the 15% off till the end of July now I think the code is John Bev um, I think I've got that on Talk as well and lastly athlinks.com for all your social networking and tracking results and social needs uh, just quickly on the race John had an amazing day he ended up coming in on 851 uh, he had a real kind of clinical rain I think he ended up running three hours like he wanted to Um yeah, he had a really great day. It was a really, really tough day. Um, woke up this morning and it was pouring with rain. Uh, once we got out of the water in the pool, it was basically the whole bike was just pouring with rain, uh, which made it tough conditions pretty tough. Uh, cornering was pretty tough and generally pretty slow bike. Well, not slow bike times, but slower than normal. Uh, my day was fantastic. I couldn't quite get the nine hours. I got 9.05, but to be honest, I don't think I could have done much better. I had a PB in the water, uh, 53 minutes in the water. I rode really, really well and only came in at 4.55, which was a little bit disappointing because my plan going into the race was to do a, leave myself enough time to do a 3.15 marathon, and uh, which I ended up doing 3.12 in the marathon. So if I'd maybe gone a little bit faster in the bike, I would have got there, but so be it. I was really happy with my race. I don't think I could have had a better day. Um, what we're going to do is John and I are both going to actually put our race reports up on Athlinks this week, and uh, next week we'll actually talk about a lot in the show and I'll give you some more insight into what actually happened on the day. But for now, if you want to kind of see what we've done over the next few days, just check out Athlinks um, on the Ironman Talk page and uh, game on. Anyway, I had an interview with Mac about two days ago before the race. He talks a lot about Frankfurt. He talks a lot about Rowe. He talks a lot about... He gives his top 10 uh, Ironman of all time. And to be honest, it is fascinating. I think you'll be shocked and dismayed when you hear... Uh, well, I'm just going to leave it when you hear what he comes up with. So here he is, Mecca. Great interview. Check it out. Deck out here, where are we right now? Pfaffenhofen. Pfaffenhofen, and I had dinner with Macker and we had a pretty good interview and uh, had lots and lots of emails saying, can you get Macker on this week when you're in here? So we'll probably have the outside noises again because we've got the nature and it's a bit early in the day, but yeah. got Macker next to me and it's been a pretty big time for you. Last weekend you had Ironman Germany. Germany. Yeah, yeah. I mean Germany going up. So first of all, we must have started on that race. Tell me about the day, mate. Oh, it went well. You know, I... Um it was my first time there. It was actually my first Ironman outside of Hawaii, Australia, or off. So oh, really? A, yeah, I've only ever done those three Ironmans, so it was exciting to to go to a different course and, and, and have different, you know, different expectations, different, not the expectations, but different things to, to focus experience. on, experience, and uh, wonderful event, amazing. Did amazing. you treat it any differently because of that? Like going into it thinking, wow, it's a different race? Because no, obviously when you've got experiences with other races, you kind of know what you're coming into. Or? Yeah, I... I think I went into it, it was more about the competition, the people who were racing, than it was yeah. about the, the event. And once we committed to the contract last year after Kona, I, um, you know, I focused primarily on that race. I spent a bit of time here in December looking at the course and then came out here five weeks before the race and studied it a bit again. And I really wanted to go well there. I think um, you know, it's, it's become the biggest Ironman race, yeah. you know, Ironman-branded event outside of Kona now. Yeah. The big banks support it. You know, that's why the... The big German boys are always there, Dresden Kleinworth and, and Commerce Bank. It's and it's amazing. It's a it's an Ironman in a major city. Like yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, you don't get that. So the the footage and the the TV coverage. Yeah, all day. It's spectacular. It's live here in Germany, and it, it's a spectacular backdrop, and it's just amazing. 
that they could pull it off. It would never happen in Australia. Trying to shut down a, a city the size of Sydney would be impossible. They, they love triathlon here, right? Oh, it's crazy. That's ridiculous. Uh, it's, it's, um, it's, it's crazy. I, you actually feel like a, a pro sportsman. You yeah, know? You yeah. Come in and I guess that's why I, guess come, I keep coming back to Germany because you, you, you treat it so well and, uh, and the sport is so so warmly received by people outside the sport who don't do it. It's, it's awesome. So going into the race, you, it's a bloody strong field. We were looking at the field last week, and it's, you know, for a 1940 field outside of Hawaii, it's obviously the second best field you're going to get in the race. What were you thinking? Yeah, well, the part of the decision to race there was the last few years I've always committed to this event in Roth, and um, there's always been this question mark, you know, and, and last year after winning Kona with the German boys having issues with sickness and... You know, there was a question mark again. Well, if Norman and Farris were in Kona, would had performed well in Kona, would have been not sick, would he have won? And mm-hmm. and I was like, you know what, they're not coming to Roth. And, and and I thought, let's just go to them. We'll go to Frankfurt and race. So Kurt Denk did an amazing job pulling together the field he did. It was, you know, Brownie was there. Yeah. Um, you know, Nico. Nico. Just everyone. It was, like, like you said, it was the biggest field outside of... of uh, Kona and I treated it like that and I it was a European championship and uh, I wanted to to be successful and I really wanted to take on these guys you know like not not because there's any animosity in any way everyone's it's just like the challenge. it's it's about the challenge and I really wanted to you know a lot of a lot of the time in the American press I would I would come here after Roth I've, you know I'd go back to America and yep. and whether they were they had their PR people here in Germany always putting out the information that I was avoiding Oh, really? The deep fields in yeah, Macca did seven fifty four in Roth, but number one, the course is you know there's a bit of speculation on the on the distance of yep. the course here in Roth, and who did he beat? And Nico Lanos, who's yeah. this guy? You know, yeah. and and so I really wanted to go to Frankfurt and, and say, well, here I am in Frankfurt. They're all here. We're all going to start, and um, let's race. And uh, that was the, that was the exciting thing about signing that contract. Going well, there's no question marks. Game on. on. Game on. You know. That's one thing I noticed about you last year, is, and I admire about you as a person. I sound like I'm butt sucking you, but is that you love the challenge, don't you? That's what it's about, isn't it? That's what triathlon triathlon's about. Whether it's you're trying to break 17 hours, 12, yeah. it's about the challenge. And for us at the pointy end, the, the challenge is the competition. We're all eight eight hour boys, you yeah. know, and 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 the difference is minutes. And yeah. uh, so the challenge becomes less about time and more about the competition. And you know, a lot of the time I get crucified. They go, "These guys, jeez, mate, he's a bit speaks out of school a little bit." But yeah. it's part of the game, you know. It's part of the the, the whole exercise, I guess. That is that is the pointy end of Ironman racing, and and I like to race the best. I want at the end of my career for people to say, "Well, he never dodged anybody." Mm. You know, he went to the biggest races. He raced the best guys all the time when he could, and he was successful this many times. I don't want there to be. Any question marks? I don't want to go to Ironman Malaysia. Yeah. Or I don't yeah, want to, you know, wins, yeah. yeah, to get wins and, and and get and accumulate Ironman victories. Yeah. I want to go to the big races, and and that was the the driving force that took me to ultimately took me to Frankfurt because I, in my eyes, like I said last year in the interview, Roth was always the event for me that inspired me as a kid. All the big stars who I yeah. admired came here, and I was coming here to support this race and to go fast because that's what I saw as a kid, and and it was the talk that. I was avoiding the best guys that yeah. made me go, hey, man, come on. So that was the whole driving force behind Frankfurt this year, and, and, and I prepared with that mindset. Okay, so your day. Tell me about your day. Really good. I, I knew I was in good form. I um, I came over, you know, I'd spent a lot of time since Christmas in, in the United States. It was the first time ever the family and I had, had stayed a whole a whole year in the States, and and um, no Ironman Australia, and we really did a lot of base early season, and... And I started doing a lot of intensity come May, June, and uh, and the family went back to uh, to Australia, and I came here to Europe. So I was very serious about it, and I knew the fitness was good. I did a big event here in Kreitschkau against Helregel and, and Vuko and Vukov, Stefan Vukovic, and and had a, a brilliant performance. And I was like, wow, it's, it, everything's going Game well. On. Came on, my swim was good, and I really wanted to work on my bike because the Germans have, have you know in the Animals. past have attacked me about the bike and 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 all the media and interviews i did in my time here in germany the last five weeks was always about well do you think you'll be able to ride with norman stadler and faris or sultan and you know going to crouch and and breaking norman's bike course record at Kreuzkau. oh i didn't realize yeah, oh, I was yeah, like, loving that. yeah well i was like well the question is will they be able to ride with me yeah great i, I threw it back at them and and so i was quietly confident going in and and the swim this year in it, it was 175 meters short yep on the on the um 
the reason being that it was four minutes between the... So they actually knew that going into the They race, knew that. They, they told yeah. us all that, but the, the bike ride was two and a half kilometres long, but the swim was 3,625 3, metres measured. Yep. There was a 75-metre run in the middle and uh, about a 600-metre run, 550-metre run to your bikes. Did, did, did you notice that? Did it actually feel... Like... Well, it was. it didn't feel that long. But it, when you look at the transition times, they were very slow, very slow yeah. and you're like, wow, but it, there's so many people there that oh, it's actually up. a buzz that, yeah. that there's a long run to the, to yeah, the, true. To the bike. And, they, and um, yeah, the, the swim was... Jesus, getting down to Olympic distance swimming, yeah, I, I could not believe how fast these guys pushed. And there's a lot of the young guys now who are coming out of the short distance here in Germany and it's obvious here in Germany that the Ironman guys are the ones making the money and yeah. a lot of the boys are saying, you know what, I'm going to go to Ironman and they're 24, 25 and, mate, they, I couldn't yeah. believe how fast they swam. Really? And, and, you know, I'm usually swimming with Cameron Brown or, you know, 30 seconds in front of him. Yeah. We, we swam two, a bit over two yeah, minutes in the camera. Effect, didn't he? Yeah, it was, it was ridiculously fast and I struggled the back section of the swim I lost about 15 or 20 seconds with about 400 metres to go because they kicked down because yeah. there was a swim bream you know yeah. oh, was, was it yeah oh, it was okay. a couple of thousand euro for first out of the water and uh, so once I got on the bike I you know I, I, I caught up quite quickly to the front group and I didn't know who was in that group and when I saw there was no brownie or Timo blocked yeah. I was like fantastic you know this because is you saw them as a run threat run threats yeah, yeah. and uh, and so I got really aggressive on the bike and I had good legs really really good legs on the bike and um you know i pushed for the first 50 kilometers and then faris um made a i think a, a silly attack on the on the bike we were traveling at really really good pace and a lot of the boys were dropping off you know Lan and hector lanos had gone and and the group was down to about four or five guys yeah. we were really traveling quick the early section of the bike ride and um yeah faris came past and you know yelled at everybody and took off and okay. it was I was like, man, that's he's either in unbelievable form, yeah, or, he's or this is the stupid, most stupid move in the yeah. history of triathlon because you don't, <laughs> you're, you don't, you're flying, we're well, flying. Yeah. Like, I was like, well, you would wait for somewhere else to attack if you, if a, a slow point, but we, and so he would have had to be sitting on fifty kilometers an hour because he <sighs> rode, he rode two two minutes into us very very quickly, and there was a little bit for a second there, there was a little bit of panic, you know. Yeah. I was like, geez, you know, that's. Uh, moving he is moving and he's really taking the time so i went to the front to try and limit the losses and um and we started pulling away from the second bunch dramatically really and that's when the mass i started going you know what this guy i'm going to back it here that this guy's making a, a rookie mistake okay and on the second lap it, it happened he popped and we picked, oh, so he actually popped on the bike today he popped on the bike we picked him up very quickly we rode two and a half minutes out of him in 15 kilometers and, oh, really? and then dropped him straight away wow. and so in the end it was just the three of us myself a bit of a smile Oh, I said hello as well. <laughs> you know, you, you sort of draw strength from when you've got a big name who's, you know, when, when they make a move and you can't go with it, you, yeah. you know, you feel deflated. It, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but when you turn it around, when you turn it around and you come back, you really, you really draw some strength from that and, and you, you find your legs again. And, I, and the second lap, I really felt fantastic and um, pushed really hard trying to break a Nico and, uh, I'd had a sprint with him in Wildflower earlier in the year. and Yeah, that was a close race, wasn't very it? Very close yeah. race. You just got him, didn't you? Yeah, and this year, I, he's a super talent, this kid. So, so we were talking earlier, you were talking about how, how much you rate him and how... Tell, tell me what you're talking about how, earlier, you know. Oh, with Aniko? Like, I, I don't think... It's funny that we everyone just follows the big names. I'm, I really look at, at the roundness of an athlete. Like, you know, yeah. everyone looks at Norman because he's got a stellar bike. Yeah. You know, these are the things that make people stand out from the bunch. But mm. it's usually like a, a Cameron Brown who... Mm. They're, they're, they're even or an Aniko Lanos is top three swimmers in the sport in Ironman racing phenomenal bike rider like capable of of any of you know top five yep. bike riders exceptional runner yeah and loves hot weather like that oh. is a dangerous mix for Kona oh. you know and and in the years past he's been he's been learning the Ironman game he's still only 31 and uh in the last three years being a Spanish Spaniard he's he's gone Ironman Lanzarote and anybody who's done Lanzarote and anybody who knows about this event, that, that that's your season. Once you've done Lanzarote, writes, writes, writes you off. And this year he dropped it from the mix. You know, I think he, he won it three years in a row. And uh, and you were saying last year, you, you, people were saying you beat him by five minutes, but you were like saying, well, he's done Lanzarote. Yeah, he just did Lanzarote. And, and last year he was second to me here in Roth. And, and I was like, far out, this kid. You guys aren't giving this kid enough credit. And, yeah. you, and you're saying I beat up on a nobody. This guy's yeah. good. And, and 
you know, Wildflower this year was really a, a, an awakening for the American press. We're like, wow, this kid's got it. Yeah, he was. He got out with Terenzo in the swim. Him yeah. and Terenzo, he, he was dominant on the bike, and he ran exceptionally well. And yeah. and and, and in, in Frankfurt, he was perfect. And and once we got off the bike together, I was apprehensive to be to be honest i was like oh. so how did you approach it because you, you know like in hawaii last year you got off the bike you attacked didn't you you're you, yeah. you basically trying to get rid of alexander weren't you that yeah was, definitely that was, that was the goal 100%. get rid of alexander and then buddy get you know get the gap and you know that because we interviewed alexander he was saying you've never actually raced together and if you've always raced together he's always beaten you at the end i don't know if that's true or not but if, oh, if you run it? together he said you'd never beat him if you ran together and uh, only, i don't think i've raced crowy for a few crowy's beat me twice in his career oh. um st croix he's exceptional in st croix he really owns that race but most of the time, no, I'm well. Most of the time, Crowey's not renowned for his, his strength on the bike, and in the past, it's hurt his run if the bike's hard. Ah, uh, okay. And uh, so I've usually away on the bike from Crowey, but uh, so Crowe- was, oh, sorry. So, did you try to approach that with a Nico? Did you try smack well, with a Nico? I just thought, okay, um, I, I drew from Wildflower, I knew I've got more leg turnover than him. If you watch a Nico run, he's very much a rhythm runner, he's yep. like a Cameron Brown, yep. they run a, a solid tempo, which is it's you know, someone like myself or Crowey who have got good natural speed coming from the short distance i thought okay well let's set a good tempo he'll run with this tempo and we'll, it's a four lap run here so we'll um we'll run together and then i'm going to treat it like a mile anyone who used to be a mile and knows that the third lap is the critical lap yeah. you're a long way from home and I, I thought i'd attack on the third lap so we ran the first two laps together and at the end of the second lap i made a move and a, an aggressive move i felt fantastic and i I ran 30 seconds into him very quickly, and I was like, "Ah, oh, game over. This is it. It's yeah. gonna. I've won the race." And then I popped. I went boom. I, oh, really? Yeah, I hit the wall at uh, probably 26 kilometres. Oh, I had a real rough patch, and he ran a minute out of me very, very rapidly, and then went straight past me. And I was like, "Oh no, I've, I've made a, a big mistake here," you know. And and I just had to hold him. I had a, a real rough patch for a good five or six kilometres, and held him at 15 or 20 seconds. But I had to work very hard to do it. What's going through your mind then? Yeah, like, well, the first initial thought when I hit the wall, like I actually ran out of energy. I was like, oh, and it's panic. I was yeah. like, oh, because you start questioning the decision you made. Yeah. Like, and I was like, I've, I've gone too early, you know. When you know you've gone too early, you idiot. What are you, what are you doing? And, uh, and so I went into defense mode. I slowed down, obviously, and you start looking at nutrition as your only answer. Yeah. So I was running aid station to aid station, and um, going Red Bull, Coke anything to get you back and you're trying to focus on knowing the storm will end it's just natural you've been there so many times in training and and you just wonder how long it's going to last you don't know and you just got to keep telling yourself come on just keep your rhythm and the, the most difficult part for me there was when Anike caught me and he went straight past yeah, so me you're feeling like, how Ferris would have felt <laughs> yeah I was like oh no here, here we go again he's, yeah. he's gone and and um and I thought okay we've got to hold him because if I come good you've got a chance yeah if I come good and I catch him it's it's game over for yeah. him, you know. He's gonna go, oh, mate, and yeah. and um, yeah, I came good with a lap, just over a lap to go about eight k, and I really made an aggressive movement. I caught him, and um, he looked at me, and I, he was like, "Oh, you were playing with me? You thought it was a tactic?" Ah. And uh, I was like, "Yeah, oh, nice. yeah, but it wasn't. <laughs> it actually, wasn't a tactic." It was like, oh. And then I, I made my run for home, and uh, I think he, I think you know, looking at the video, we we watched it the other day. Um, I think he cracked more mentally than physically, which oh, is okay. which is scary. Come Kona, I think he's going to draw a lot of um, learn, lot, a, lot from learn a lot from that race yeah. and learn a lot from um, you know his. He, I think he drew a lot of confidence from the fact, wow, I can run with the, this guy. Supposed to be the best runner in Ironman, and yeah. I just ran with him. Yeah, and I made him hurt because it shows it on the video. Yeah. And yeah, I, I think he's uh, he's going to be scary. But uh, no, the race for me was I drew a lot from it. I'm very. Very, very happy with the, the outcome. Very happy with the way I put it together. Very happy with, um, with you know, having an issue like that and, and sorting through it and, and being in a, a head-on battle because I think Kona is going to come down to that. It was really a dress rehearsal for Kona. The days of of leading out of transition and running away with the win are over, you know, then over the next... Well, that's what was interesting. We interviewed Dave Scott a few weeks ago and he was saying that, he was saying that Kona nowadays, you're not getting... Everyone's getting off the bike and then it just splits up. Yeah, yeah. And so hopefully that as a race, we can actually get a good run where you've got a couple of guys actually going yeah, for it. Yeah, that's, that's coming, you know, it's, uh, and you can just see that with the with the times with with, with Alexander, now Lanos and yeah. myself, and you're going to have Vowenhaka, he's a great runner, you've... You know, it's you got Potts this year. Yeah. Who, who oh, so could, he doing Kona? Yeah, he's doing Kona. Oh, really? He could mix it up early, you know. Yeah. It's, 
you have to you have to plan. I always think we always look at not what's happening now, but what we think could happen. And and that was a perfect dress rehearsal, Frankfurt for for Kona. So um, we got an email from one of our listeners, Daniel, here saying how you really wooed the German people. You know, you did a race a week beforehand. Some kid, tell, tell that story. It's quite. Oh, okay. Gotta give okay. you a bit of a nice bike, here, mate. You get a bit <laughs> of a shit nice sometimes. Guy. I always get shit. You're a nice guy. I um yeah, I did a race in um, Darmstadt, just out of Frankfurt. But I coming the, the difficult thing is I have this this war with the Germans, and you, you know I'm Australian coming to Germany, yeah. and I have the issue with the Germans, which I don't really have an issue. I yeah. think they have more of an issue with me than I have with them. But so it was a matter of. Doing some races and getting the people here to know, yeah, I mean, getting the media yeah. to go. Well, this guy's not actually not a bad guy. Yeah, not a yeah. bad guy. You know, <laughs> I think it was just mis, 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 they misunderstood me. And uh, you know, I went to Darmstadt and did a, a race, and it was a solid race, part of their second division Bundesliga events. Yep. And and one of the young kids, he's twenty one or twenty two. He'd won the two events, and if he <laughs> won the third event, he he got the jackpot. And he uh, must have just been crying. He's his oh, <laughs> up. And I've turned up, and Lothar was smiling, and I saw that, and I was like, oh. So I ended up a good little swimmer, and he was average on the bike. He's a sort of a World Cup type of guy, yep. but he, he hung tough. And and then on the run, we were running together, and and uh, everyone was like, oh, go for the jackpot to this kid, and he's like, oh. I said, what's the jackpot? <laughs> He's like, yeah, um, it's finished for me now. You, you're going to win, and if I win the three races, then, then I, uh, I win four thousand euro. But it's over. <laughs> you know, I, I go now. I was about to drop. I, I was starting to run away from him, and I said, oh, look, just run with me. I want to run this tempo. If you hang tough, it's yours. It's yours. I'll, yeah. I'll let you. He's like, really? I said, yeah, but we want to run this tempo. So push yourself. I don't, I'm going to jog. Yeah, I'm not going to give it. Yeah, to you. and he, um. He did, to his credit. I said, good job. And then he couldn't believe that I, I let him win the race and he got the money. Because for him it was, as he said to me after the race, he's like, I don't believe you would do that because, you know, why would you let me beat you? It doesn't look good in your race. I said, oh, mate, because you need the money and yeah. and it doesn't matter to me. Frankfurt's the you one. You want that, Frankfurt. Yeah, yeah, I want Frankfurt. <laughs> so I was like, good luck with it. You know, I'm sure in a few years' time when I'm old and grey and... And I'm in a race. You'll probably help me. <laughs> so, so you've, there has been a lot of you know talk about you doing the two races back to back, and there's been you know over here I've noticed in the media the guy I'm saying with who came home the other night and he gave me this newspaper with a picture of you, German bloody language, yeah. and he goes read this. It's about Macca, and I'm like I don't know, but the, the media has been giving you a bit of shit. You know the idea that you're doing both races back to back. First of all, what's your view on that? Well, first I think I hate being a political pawn in a, oh. in, a in a game that's. Two, two of the best Ironmans in the in the world yeah. outside of Kona. Probably two, the two best Ironmans in the world outside of Kona. Yep. Pretty those so close to each try, other. Try, they? Well, they, it's deliberate. They're trying to beat yeah. each other up and then the athletes become the, the pawns in, yep. in the game. And, Especially uh, you because you're the superstar at the moment. Yeah, well, I think other people, like uh, speaking to Cameron Brown, he said he'd love to come back to Roth. It just doesn't work for mm. him, you know, and, and I know Farris and, and these guys would love to come back here, but it just doesn't work. They keep putting it a week apart. So for me, it was... Uh, you know, this race has been good to me. Like, it's, it's a race I grew up in. You know, I really learnt my craft here. I've only ever done Australia, Roth and away. Yep. And, and, and so, you know, five times racing here on this course, you, you learn your tactics, you learn how to, how to, how to race fast. And I think I, I wanted to show that I still support this event. But, you know, I, I needed to do Frankfurt for as much for my career. It wasn't a, it wasn't a decision of choosing one over the other. Yeah. I don't think that way. It was yeah. about being, you the best, yeah, being the best for my career. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I never said I could win both. I, it's it's everybody knows it's absolutely it, it, it's impossible. And if I do win both, it's finished for me for the season. You can, I actually you couldn't do it. It's disrespecting the quality of the field that's here this yeah. weekend. Yeah. You know, you've got the guy who got third in Kona. Yeah, yeah. You know, tapered, shaved down, yeah. looks mean. See, he's as fast his, as he's ever been on the bike. Yeah, he's got his <laughs> SR. He looks phenomenal. I mean, yeah. here's a guy who's come down from Frankfurt with an eye man his legs thinking he's gonna it's not gonna happen, yep. you know, but it's So uh, how do you approach the racing? You know, like you know, like, are you going into it thinking you're not gonna finish or like what's I like we we talked about it and and uh you know I said look let's let's honour the, the race honour, honour the race and come back here as much for the people and then and and start it and be a part of it. You know, yep. I, I wanna go up that Soleraberg one more time. If this is my last time in Roth yep. then I, now I know it's my last time I'm gonna enjoy the Soleraberg yep. but but it's um yeah, I, my approach will be I want to try and keep up with Kieran and that in the swim. And yep. and I think the swim and bike, well, early bike will be good, but then as you fatigue and the yeah. heart rate starts to climb, that's when you'll notice the fatigue. But, uh, you know, I'd like to assess how I'm going when I'm there. You won't know until race day. No one's ever done it, you know. And uh, if if there's any, if I feel there's any damage going to happen or it's going yeah, to jeopardise yeah. Hawaii, Hawaii in any way, I'm out. Yep. Like it's, but 
if it's good, I spoke with Guy and then some of my friends at home, people I work with, and if it's good, then I'll and I'll go through the motions on the marathon. I think you can, uh, you know, usually a week after an Ironman, I run an hour and a half anyway on the yep. Sunday, and mm-hmm. and um, you know, some a couple of years ago I did a, a two-hour run, and you know, it's possible you just don't run as fast. I'll probably be running around the three-hour mark, yep. three fifteen, you know, yep. and and that's you know, it's not going to win the race, but no. if you get off the bike with with Kieran and these sort of guys, and you got twenty minutes, you could run yourself into a top five yeah. but I mightn't be able to yeah. you know yeah. I don't know what's going to happen And uh, basically at the end of the day you're, you're treating as though you're not going to jeopardise Hawaii I'm not jeopardising Hawaii yeah. is the number one thought in my mind and uh, my, I said all I said the whole time I never said I was going to win two Ironmans in a week everybody else put that yeah. my focus was Frankfurt primarily because there was two guys racing that I wanted to race and um, and I mission accomplished in my my eyes, mission accomplished. Yep. My European campaign has been a successful one. Yep. And this is more about supporting the challenge race, supporting the people who have been fantastic to me over the last five years and showing the people that, yeah, even though I did Frankfurt, this is how much I believe in your race. I'm back here, yep. putting my name on the start list because I don't want to see this race die. I think mm. it's a fantastic event. It's never going to die. No. But I'm But you're backing But it. I'm backing I'm yeah, backing your event. Yeah. So um so you won Hawaii, uh you know, finally for you. Oh, yeah, well, I <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So first of all, this just I want to know, you know, because you're already a high, you're pretty much the name of our sport at this time in, in life. It's only on the loudest, I think, on the biggest. No, but, biggest you know, like, I, I think that, you know, <laughs> for me, I look at sports, and sports achieve more recognition when they have a superstar. Golf, Tiger Woods, Jordan, you know, it's, it's what sport needs a superstar. And you're really good for our sport in that way. But you already had high exposure before Kona. Has your life changed a lot since winning Kona? No, I think um, my, my sponsor base and everything really backed me winning winning Kona anyway. Yeah. You know, I've, I made some great money out of my bonuses and that, but my actual sponsorship base hasn't really changed at all because I think they expected it yeah. because I kept telling everyone I was going to happen. Yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And I guess that's why I rub some people the wrong way, but I, it's it's been a dream of mine since I was a boy. I said it last year to to win Kona. Like, yeah. And, and I, I've been quite vocal about that over the years and... And it's just exp- a person expressing their desire to to chase a goal and chase a dream and win that, and that's what Kona was for me. So for there was a lot of pressure last year because had I everything was heading in the right direction, I'd, I'd had a, a few failures there, then I got a sixth place and a second place. Yeah. I couldn't go backwards. Yeah, had I come third, people would have go, "Oh, there's yeah. a pause there. I'm going the wrong." Yeah. I had and that yeah, was it was there or nothing. It was it? win yeah. or nothing, and yeah. my sponsors would have started to question, "Well, is this guy going to win it or not?" Yeah. You know, it was, and I felt that last year, and I. And that was why I played the game, the hand of cards, the way I did. I, I went verbally against, out against the Germans, tried yep. to crack them mentally, because I had a lot of pressure on me. You know, I wanted to put pressure on them too, like a, to crack them, and uh, and it worked. And that was the most satisfying thing was that I was able to play the game, control the game a little bit, I guess, and 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 things were able to go to plan. And it worked. We didn't do the press conference. We yeah. didn't do yeah all yeah. these little things that we planned months in advance yeah. just to play this mind game. Up. Yeah, just to to add the pressure that I had onto them because they had expectation and pressure as well. And uh, and that was a satisfying thing. You know, the fulfilment of a, a childhood dream was beautiful. But for me, it was relief. It was it was you did it. Yeah, proud. I was just so. Do you, do you sit back, like, you know, like it's been, what, nearly eight months now, nine months? Do you sit back and sometimes just go, yeah? You know, like, do you have that moment? I do, you know, the funny thing, I, I crossed the line in Kona and and my wife was there and we I went to the medical tent. I was in a pretty bad way. Yeah. And um, and she was like, you did it. What did it feel like? And I'm like, I can't remember. Yeah. You, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. I was it just was so, it was just too overwhelming. And now I look back, it's like it's sunk in a little bit and, and you, I get a, definitely get a warm feeling about it. it was like yes, and and now I think, as I said, and my my coaches have said at home in Australia, when you win this race, people will start to recognise what you've done in your career. Oh, you know? so now it's now and, and now it's starting to happen here in Germany. People are like, wow, you know, this guy won seven World Cups. Yeah. You know, I'm reading. Yeah. Man, this guy's an ITU World Champion. And yeah. This guy's won eleven Ironmans and yeah. he's broken eight hours four times. And wow, he, you know, now I'm getting recognition for where before it was just. Can't win Hawaii. Like, yeah. I'd have the most amazing seasons. Alcatraz wins World Cups. Wildflowers, Australian Ironman, Roth, yeah. under eight hours, failing Hawaii. McCormack, big mouth. Yeah. You know, and, and now they're really starting to appreciate the my career, which has been nice because I used to always think, oh, what if I go through my whole life and be one of those 
great athletes who I looked, Jürgen Zak and yeah. Paul Likur, who never captures Quite an Hawaiian, yeah. Hawaiian Ironman title, and their, their amazing performances are lost. I, I think... It's mile. funny with our sport. It is the thing. Hawaii is everything. It's ridiculous. It? Yeah. Jürgen Zak was the greatest Ironman triathlete of the 90s, but yeah. he would never, ever, ever, ever get that recognition yeah. because he never won Kona. He got seconds, fourths, thirds. Yeah. Yeah. He's a big guy. Yeah. If they rotate, I was talking to, to be on Simbale today, you know, like you're looking at one of the best bike, oh, one of the best well-rounded triathletes in our sport, yeah. you know, like... But he's a 85 kilo he's man. Huge, yeah, he's a big boy. Hey, yeah, and Kona doesn't suit him. If this was marathon running, yeah. they've shown that it's not safe to run marathons over 27 degrees. They they stop them. They stop New York. They stop Chicago. Yeah. And I've always said it'd be wonderful. It's never going to happen. But if the sport is to really go up the next level, is to rotate the world championships every second year back to Kona, and, and some other year it goes to a Germany or a, they bid for it, and someone like to be on Simbali could be a world champion, which he deserves yeah. to be, yeah. and then they would ask the question, well, can he back it up in Kona? Yeah. And you'd have an undisputed world champion who won them both, and yeah. it's be good marketing PR. And but you, you know he's Kona's the carrot, isn't it? Hundred percent, because yeah. it's been made the carrot, and I, I you know, I, I look at I look at Simbale and think, man. He's one of the greatest bikers our sport's ever seen. One of the well-rounded triathletes. We've and if he doesn't win Kona, he's going to get lost in the yeah. in the mix. That, oh, there's a big... Yeah, <laughs> we've got some... The they're coming to get us. Coming. The ju- <laughs> <laughs> we're back. The are coming. <laughs> Run for the hills. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's what happened to Jürgen Zak, you know? Like, he's a big man. And, yeah. and I struggled. That was my struggle in Kona, you know? Like, it's... Was, I'm the heaviest guy to ever win Kona. Yeah. You know? Right. I'm the biggest. Really? 79 kilograms, really? you know? Scott Molina, yeah, one of the struggling. greats, struggled in Kona. Like, and and he doesn't get the recognition yeah. he deserves. Like, people who know the sport like me who grew up watching this guy, you're like, you know, he had that, that demon of you got to win. And he was like, I won it, leave me alone. You yeah. know, that was sort of, that's yeah. the impression I got. Yeah. Leave me alone. I did it. Yeah. And that was, you know, that's that's the 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 issues with our sport but you know Kona's the carrot and now I've got that monkey off my back like so I to said. say okay so this year so you've you know for the last few years you've had that whole German you know the motivation that's you know really the driving factor is what drives Mecca this year um legacy oh okay so yeah. now you're at that part of your career where yeah yeah okay. well I'm I'm just turned 35 and yeah. you know I've got I think three years left at the top of the game and now it's about and this is what I talked to Mark Allen about now it's it's you know defending Hawaii is if it was easy, everyone would have done. But it's yeah. only been done three times by yeah. the men, you know, Alan, yep. Scott, and and Daboom. Yeah. And uh, it's it's a difficult ask, and and we're working on that side of things. It's not a physical thing. It's obviously something else because physically, guys haven't done it. Stadler, and then they've come back and done it again. So it was yeah. never a physical thing. Right. And um, you know, Peter Reed would be win it and then lose and yeah. win it and then lose. Yeah. So physically, they're in perfect condition for that period of time. It's not as if and they get close too. Like they get close. Get or a yeah, yeah, exactly. And and. I've said to Mark, so the first thing I did was contact Mark. I was like, what's the difference? You have to talk to the people who have done it. You yeah. can't speculate. And we're spending a lot of time this year talking about the building, the preparation, and, and the new shift in focus. The, the, the focus now about you've got nothing to prove anymore. And that's what Mark found in his career. He was like... Once you got over the hiccup. Once you got over the hiccup. And, and he said the same thing to me. He's like, when I finally won Kona... I suddenly people remembered that I won seven nieces yeah. and suddenly I'd won an IT. I said, man, I'm going through the same thing. <laughs> He's like, well, and he said, now you don't feel the, the impatience and the desire to, because that was your driving thing coming to Kona. I've got to win this race so people yeah. respect me, you know? Yeah. And he said, that's out of the way. Quit people are noticing that now. And now it's about you and you. And he said, you need to come in with a different mindset. And that mindset is about focusing on what you do perfectly, what you do right. And, and we really just rehearsed that for, for Frankfurt, like, and it, he's an amazingly smart guy, Mark Allen. Has he? You know, he, we haven't even talked to him before. No, he's, uh, he's, he's, he's a very um, focused on the mental side of, of Ironman racing, which is so neglected by triathletes because we're so quantitative. We, how much do you ride in a week? What, yeah. well, how many miles do you need to do yeah. to be a good runner? How He is the complete opposite. Really? Yeah, he is. Look, this game is one in the mind. Like, this game is dealing with the emotions and the, and the pressure and the trauma of 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 an Ironman race, you know, and we've all been there. Whether you're doing 17 hours, that horrific—I just had it in Frankfurt when you have that horrific yeah. period. It's it's how you deal with that. That's the to win any race, whether you're a 100 meter runner, or a 1500 meter, or an Ironman competitor. The person who makes the move at the critical point of the yeah. race wins the race. Yeah. Like 
if you're not in the position to do that, then you're not going to win. And Mark's always about focusing on getting your mind fresh enough, ready enough, and, and at peace with itself to be able to be committed to a to a decision, to make a decision. Like the the the, the question mark sometimes. I, and I have Cameron Brown's one of my closest friends. I, yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah. but there's always a big question that Cameron Brown doesn't make the move yep, to, to win the race. Yep. You know and you know, it's easy for everybody to say that because, and, and I've been in that position myself where you question yourself, you know, should I go now? Is it too early? Oh, man, have I, mm. you know, and, and Mark always talks about being at peace with yourself and trusting your own, your own instinct. instinct to go with your instincts instead of questioning. And that's, he's an amazingly perfect, great person to talk to in that, in that sense. And I, I draw a lot from that. And that's what we've been focusing on for, for Kona, not, not how quick is Alexander going to run, or yeah. or how fast is Simbali going to go on the bike, or or how, how quick is Chris Leader? So there's a shift in you because you you were you know like last year even talked to you you're a bit more of a numbers man. It seemed to totally. be you know because you I remember you uh, saying you know what you know you you are the numbers guy. You, totally. You were the Always guy. have been that guy. And so has that been a big shift in you? Big time, big wow. time. And that coming into Frankfurt, that's was our approach. Yeah. Was like just execute what you know you can execute and back yourself, you know, and and that was why that that problem when i had i said i'm gonna go out the second lap go yeah. i made the decision to go and when i went i went there was yeah. no shit we're running quick or yeah or wow on. that's yeah. game on mate this is and and this is how i suppose when you actually cracked and then came back into it that yeah. been a really good experience it was it was, it was great to you know i when i cracked i popped and he came back at me and then i i locked down in the trenches and i i focused again they were the things that were running through my head a lot of the conversations i've had with mark about centering again concentrating for, and, and and trying to focus on what you think they would be thinking because you've been where they have before yeah and that was i remember thinking well if i hold him at 15 seconds and then i catch him again he's, he's going to mentally break yeah. so that's what that was the mindset and it's it's a great jesus it's worked for me and i, and I sometimes i think so it's something you practice like do you actually spend time away from training practicing mental like do you do visualization I, you, you know I, stuff, a lot or? of the time it's talking i talk okay. to mark about it and then you you uh yeah, of course, you practice it in, 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 in tough, difficult sessions. I do, like leading up to here, I for the first time in my career, I went away on my own. I was in niederbronn le You know, I had a lot of training partners that were going to come with me. And then Mark said, look, no. You know, he used to send Peter Reed to Hawaii. Peter was the same. Yeah. He used to be, and I went to niederbronn le for four and a half weeks on my own in a cabin. I had a friend who was a mile away. I used to go for dinner, but I used to train alone yeah. to, to, to build. He's like, you need to build... A, a, a rapport with yourself. He said a lot of a lot of the time, a lot of people get through life they don't really know themselves. You yeah, know? they just sort of fluff through, and you never talk to your inner yeah. being. And that's the person who you'll meet come Iron Man Day. That inner being that has the doubts, that inner being that has the has the inhibitions and the and the fear. And he said you need to get comfortable with that person and learn how to control that person. And and spending the the four weeks on my own and training hard on my own and and doing long sessions alone. And long runs alone, tired. No, and he's no Walkman's, no, yeah. no, oh, really? no MP3s. Oh, really? so no way. You, oh. you. That's it. It's like get to know yourself. That's what it's all about. Get to know you, because you'll learn about. If you don't know you, then you're not going to be able to face yourself, come Kona. Yeah. And that's the difference between defending and not defending in, in his eyes. And so I've gone with that approach, and and I it, it was successful. It worked, and and I am a big believer in it. Wow, so it's a big shift there. Eh? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to ask a really hard question. You can tell me to bugger off. But no, I, 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 I love I, it. I was thinking the other day, you're Mecca, you know yourself. If you were to compete against yourself, how would you treat it? Oh, he's going to listen. <laughs> I just, you don't I, to answer, I give up before the start. It's all over. <laughs> no. no, I think, um, yeah, I... I'm normal, you know. Like if if you, I wish you should ask my wife this question. She'd be like, she'd probably, really? she'd be like "He's an absolute <laughs> fruitcake. This guy's a he's a flip." But I think, um, yeah, how would you? I, my, my strength, I guess, the best way to talk. My strength, I believe, in my career and 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 why I've been successful. I think is my ability to evolve. Okay, great. You know, to to when I first came on the scene, I was a runner. I won World Cups. Running, my first two World Cups, fastest run, fastest run, fastest yeah, yeah, run. Yeah. Then I met Paul Amy, Simon Whitfield, these kind of guys, and you realise these guys are quicker. They're naturally faster runners than you. So I can't get off the bike with these guys. I need to change. I need to yeah. evolve. I need to become a biker. So we worked on the bike, and my bike became a strength. I won World Cups riding off the front, World Cup. And so I was very, very good at changing the beast I was in, 
compared to, to, con- to, 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 to the, the competitors, yeah, to the yeah. environment I was racing and the people I was racing, and and and, and, um, and I have immense faith in the people I've surrounded worked with, surrounded with, myself yeah. with, and and I um yeah I think my biggest strength is my ability to to I'm like a chameleon I can change according to to the event, and and Kona was the same. I, I had to learn to become a, a competitor in hot humidity, yeah. and you know. Scott Molina went to Palm Springs and trained in the ridiculous heat. I went to the laboratories in 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 Canberra at the Australian Institute of Sport and learnt why found out why I wasn't going well in, in, in Kona once we got those stats and numbers on how much water I was losing and, and I was able to evolve and become a runner in Kona when I was a biker in Australia and a biker in Roth and and uh, and that when I look back at my career I think and it wasn't me making these decisions. A lot of the time we would talk about it and, and the people I surrounded myself were always like, look, you know, you need to, if you continue to do the same thing, you'll continue to get the same result. We always had that yeah. that philosophy. Yeah. So if I if I continue to, to try and be a runner, I'm going to get outrun by Whitfield and, and, and Amos and all these guys all the time. We need, to, we need another approach and we've always done that and evolved with the sport. And uh, so I think that's a huge strength. So I, I think if, if someone was looking at taking me on now, then they'd have to, to to study the way I race, I'm yeah. like, like it's funny. I, I arrived in Frankfurt with Kurt Denk, and I said I need the minute I arrived. He met me at the airport. I said I need the last four years videos of of, of this race. He's like, what? I said I want to see the last four years of this race. I want to see. He's like, you know, the whole time this race, no no prof- professional athlete has ever asked to see the videos of this really? event. I was like, really? And I was like, man, I can't believe that. Like wow. a lot of a lot of the guys, they just turn up. Yeah. But for me, it's always about okay. You need to study this like it's this is our job like it's like turning up to a meeting at work unprepared yeah, like you yeah. know it's and that's how we've always approached everything world cups you know races in america ironmans half ironmans with that kind of that kind of preparation so anyone looking at racing me now i think would have to study the way i race yeah and learn focus on that figure, out figure that way, out yeah. and then approach it that way but i think at the moment i'm very very confident in my marathon I th- i'm convinced i'm the fastest marathoner in the sport and that that's dangerous to the competitors because when you're when the person believes that yeah that they believe that at the critical point of a race you know and and you have to back it's like fighting the champion in boxing you've got to take the title off him and i believe i'm the best marathoner in the sport and i believe that others believe that too and and i I think i'm I'm well-rounded on the bike i'm not concerned about a, a strong bike and if there's ever a vulnerability it's the water it's just the swim but uh at the moment, I work hard on my swim, and it's not ridiculous in these Ironmans. Yeah. But you know, yeah, I'm definitely 100% beatable. Like I, I'm not. It's funny when you're talking about yourself, you don't see yourself as as From anything special. Yourself, Sometimes yeah. you shock yourself. You think, "Geez, I won again!" Like, wow, I'm pretty good. Yeah. So I, uh, um, yeah, but there's a lot of guys there at the moment that are more than capable of of sticking it to me big time. And uh, but I think. My, as I said, my strength is I think I know them better than they know me. Yep. Do you, um, good answer. No, you did well. Yeah. Uh, do, um, does Sub 8 Hawaii, is it? Yeah. Does the, it drive you or is it not that important? If you I, get, you I, get think, I think Sub 8 in Hawaii is. Because it's the ultimate, really. You do that. Yeah, it's possible, but, uh, you know, Hawaii is such a. The, the yeah, climate is a mismatch. Yeah. And, and it's like a, cha- it's a championship race. It's like the world championships in athletics. There's rarely world records, you know, yeah. it's about winning. The race and uh, you know Hawaii, I think, as a as a race, is evolving in, in a huge way. The sw- what way? The swim swim's critical now. Yeah, miss the swim pack well, like last week, isn't it? Yeah, 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 miss yeah. the swim pack, miss game over. Like yeah. in, unless you're a Norman Stadler, and, and or a, a Tion Simbale, yeah. or a, you know, it's game over. Like you. Yeah. Fascinating, isn't it? It's yeah. fascinating how important it's become. It's I, was, I was looking at the records. We were in France last week and they had that 25 year anniversary yes, book. Yes. Great book. Yeah. And Tinley won it for our 10 swim. Oh, mate. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> well, the, the entire sport, like a lot of the time, they, it's unfair they compare this era, you know, after a yeah. while. Oh, Mark Allen would still be competitive with these guys. Mark, he would, and so would Dave Scott, but, you know, it's, it's a different it's, race. It's a different, the sport has evolved now, you know, like, the, like we, we have to do, Mark and that did Ironman Hawaii yeah. that's why Hawaii is Hawaii but now there's we have commitments in Germany you have commitments in New Zealand or Australia mm. commitment, there's Ironmans all over the world and we're racers we race a lot more now than they did back in the day Mark used to do seven races a year like mm. it's it's funny I talked to Mark about it he's like you know in my career I didn't I did a hundred races 
I was really? like, really? I did 103 years, like, really? in my short course days. Yeah. I was like, wow. But they just didn't, right? Mm. It was it's a different so sport. So it's a fatigue. And- yeah, and, and there's more expectation in events that were little. Yeah. Like, you come to Ironman Germany, the the hype and the press, the build-up is just ridiculous. Mm. Here in Roth, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and Just for you listening, you should see, like, Mecca and Belinda and the Top Guns here, just the expectation on your time, eh? It's oh, just it's, unbelievable. It's, it's huge. Yeah. And, and these things play on you, and these things... You know, the guys are arriving in Kona now in, you know, in a different, after a much longer seasons and much, much more expectation. And, and even the short course career, the short course racing is different now. It's, there's a lot more depth in it. There's a lot more, you know, like I'd love to see a, a Mark Allen or a, a Dave, Mark Allen could probably be competitive, but Dave Scott raced Bevan Doherty. Yeah. It's, it's, I'd tell you right now, Dave is the one of the best in the sport. He doesn't stand a chance. Yeah. Like they are rounded. You know, like Mark and Dave and that were five-minute 400 swimmers. These guys are four-minute 400 <laughs> swimmers, you know. like And that this comparison of oh, they're not as going as quick in Hawaii anymore and they're not as good as the old brigaders, so it's the evolution of the sport. It's the depth now. You know, if you look at the 89 coverage, third place was 23 minutes behind Greg Welsh. In, yeah. in 1990, the top 10 was split by 40 minutes. Yeah. Now the top 10 split by 10 minutes, yeah. you know. Like, it, it's it's different. Like, yeah. it. And it's very, very unfair. I think today's generation of athletes have, you know, the World Cup circuit gets a hard time, you know. And mate, they are good, good athletes, man. And 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 I wouldn't want to like I wouldn't want to be racing these guys. They're, they're ridiculously talented, and they've evolved with the sport. Yeah. The sport brought drafting in, and they've have to evolve with it. And I'm sure if it took drafting away, they were they're talented enough to evolve yeah. in, in in a different way. It's it's um. You know the expectations are higher, the talent pool's deeper, and uh, and um, and now it's about just winning the title. Like yeah. back in the day, you could Greg Welsh was six with a three eleven marathon, three twelve marathon. Not going to happen anymore. <laughs> it just doesn't happen. So one thing we've been talking about on the show recently, I kind of checking this one out. Yeah, we've been we had a discussion on our top ten Iron Men of all time, Iron Men triathletes. <laughs> now I don't know if you can quickly think something up, but if you were to rank, you know, your top ten, what my would you top, be thinking? My top ten were number one, light years ahead of, well, not light years anymore. I think it is Mark Allen. Yeah. Prim- primarily because of, um, you know, everyone's like, oh, he won six Konas. You know, yep. he also he won in Japan. He won Zoffing and then on nice. Ironmans, yep. but Nice and, but I, I think. Um, for me, I grew up with him. You know, Mark, Dave was a little bit older than me. I was, yep. But Mark, I, I think I was the man because he he he, he raced the new, the new crop. You know, back in the, the 80s and the Germans, you could speak with Hellriegel here this weekend who was around in that era, and Jürgen, if he's here, he can tell you he was even more so. The, 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 the sport's changed in the sense there's no more big U-Haul truck in front of the Hawaii anymore. It's, yeah. it's, you know, like... There's draft marshals. There's 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 no cars on the course. There's only motorbikes. You know, it's dip. and Mark raced Hell Regals, yep. the Van Leards, yep. these guys, and he raced the Dave Scotts. He, he was in both eras, both eras, yeah. and was successful in both. So yeah. I put him at number one, and for me, I, at number two, I put. You know, I'm not going to put myself in any of this, but I, I think yeah. I put Luke Van Leard ahead of Dave Scott. Oh, really? Yeah, two Why? two Ironman wins in the competitive era. Um, I he he's a world record holder. He's and sometimes I get a little bit biased because he was competitive in short course and I shouldn't. Maybe <laughs> you should put Peter Reed in front of him. I probably would put Peter Reed then in front of him. Then Luke Van Lid, and then a Jurgen Zach and a Lothar later. So all before um, Dave. Yeah. Wow. Dave like. I love Dave. He's probably going to listen to this and go, Who, you, you, <laughs> You're going to get shit about I'm this. I called him an old man. He wasn't happy with yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to get shit about it and everyone. And maybe it's just because I don't know. Because the sport I, I, was still evolving so much he, in this time. Dave Scott is responsible for this sport. Yep. He is the man. He will always be the man. And he was the forefather of, of triathlon. And I think sometimes that clouds... His results. Yeah, his results are six Hawaiian <laughs> yeah, Ironman yeah. titles, you know. Yeah. But... You know, like three of them. Are, uh, not Mickey Mouse is wrong. Yeah, carefully. Yeah, three. Like when you look at Marks, he he beat Dave in '89, yep. and and he beat Fields. Like Dave and Tinley and these guys are stellar. But yep. there's two people in the race, yep. Dave and Tinley, yep. and and the, Dave was first under 11 hours. He won one. First yep. under 10 hours to win one. Yep. First, like the women are doing that now. Yeah. Not that I disrespect it in any way. Yep. But 
Dave, we, I wouldn't be sitting here today making money out of this sport if it was not for Dave Scott. The mm. guy is an absolute legend and, and should be, you know, if they made triathlon coins that were currency, he yep. should be on the, yep. the dollar coin, the, yep. number, the head honcho. But in pure athletic ability, he was the, he was the master of the psych. And, yeah, he was, wasn't he? Master of it. And I think Mark Allen's excellence made Dave Scott excellent. Yep. You know, because he continually beat Mark. Yep. And, and, you know, I have to put him in okay, put him in the top four because of that. Yeah. But, you know, I I think Peter Reid has to be in there. Yep. 100%. Um, Luke Van Lee is in there just because of the races he won, how he won them. And, uh, he's unbelievable, wasn't he? He's unbelievable, mate. Um, yeah. Unbelievable. You're going to put a Lothar later in there with 10 titles, first man under eight hours. Jürgen Zach's going to be in there. Um, you, you've got to put a Daboom, I guess, in there somewhere. Jeez, um, who else is in there? It hasn't been 10 Ironman. It's it's a difficult one, but that that top echelon, I always do the, the top 10 of all. Who are my top 10 yep. triathletes yeah, of yeah, all yeah. time? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, And again, I put that um, Mark Allen at the top of the list, yep. you know? And then I put someone like a, a Simon Lessing. And what someone should do is is go out there and create a, a, a website or something a, a site where you, you, you judge races like and, and oh like rank uh, them based rank on, them on, on effects, yeah, yeah yeah and Hawaii is worth the same as an ITU World Championships okay. which is worth the same as a yeah. you know what I mean and then put it all together because you know Simon Lessing great one of the greats but never won Hawaii yeah you know they were, oh, he wasn't he won five world titles yeah for short course was like what, because he didn't do a Y or win a Y, he's not considered one of the greats. Let's define triathlon. It's swim, bike, run. Yeah. There's many, many variations of triathlon. So when you say who's the best triathlete of all time, it's not. I'm not saying who's the best performer in Hawaii of yep. all time or who's the best. You know, you're being very broad. And then the best triathlete of all time in my eyes is Mark Allen, and uh, Simon Lessing is in there. Um, I think a Hamish Carter is in there. Um, you have to put a Luke Van Leer in there, a Greg Welsh in there, and I, I put them above, like a, a Dave, you yeah. know, as triathletes. Yeah, you know, best Hawaii performance of all time, Dave Mark, without yeah. question. But someone needs to do it. I would love to sit down and. and yeah, I you could when you're a time, mate. Yeah, I, I, it's funny because <laughs> my friends and I we often talk about in Australia we talk about who was the greatest F1 racer, like the yeah. the Croc or Courtney, and and we always go through our our top ten of all time triathletes and. Uh, we're always it's, it's, the great thing about that is you're always going to have an argument. It, it, yeah, because it it's opinion, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's opinion, yeah, and yeah. it's fantastic. I think it's it's great. Oh, this will go. This is good. So, uh, so what are you thinking of Chrissy? Uh, without question, the best woman Ironman triathlete I have ever seen. Mate. So why? Why? Is, what, you know, out of uh, nowhere, just a freak of really. She, you know, she hasn't lost a triathlon. Really, ever, she, ever, she, ever, and she's a winner. She, she, she she's a she, champion. She's in a way. champion, and she's. She does like I'm sitting there in in like after Hawaii last year, and I got to know her there. I'm like, here's one Kona man. She's like, it's really cool. It's really exciting. <laughs> you're, you're taking like seven. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, you know, she's like, yeah, this finish line's amazing, and how how nice with the water. She's a little bit um, airy fairy. Yeah, airy fairy. She's Natasha Badmini, but yeah. much more. She's quite intelligent. Cool. Girl too, yeah, very intelligent yeah. and cool, you know. And then what she did in Frankfurt on the weekend, like. You know, she missed the world record. She just, the girl's unbeatable. Like, yeah. I, I'm a big Sam McGlone fan. I love Sam. Yeah. And I think if anyone can take her on, it's Sam. It's Sam. But, geez, she, you know, she got to work. She got some work to do. Like, yeah. I like, like, she just took, made them look silly. Really? She she had, a, when she checked the bike in, like, she's pumping up, pumping up her tyres and she's putting 90 PSI in her tyres. I'm like, hey. Chrissy put like 140. Oh, I don't want them to pop. I'm like, <laughs> like what? And then she's got a normal little helmet on and clip on bars with the pad a little bit. And she has the small head wheels because she doesn't want the tri-spate because she, she's like, oh, I just, it looks nicer with the small. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like you, you don't far out. And then she goes 851. Yeah. And, and when I ran past her in the run, it's when I realized how good she was. Like I caught her and I'm like, hey, Chrissy, how you going? And, She's like, oh, you're winning? And I was like, yeah, yeah. But the second place guy's only right behind me. She's like, oh, I'll run in between you. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'm thinking, yeah, I'll see you later. Usually you run past the girl. And I got to the far end, so five kilometres because you run on opposite sides of the lake, of the, the river there. And I'd run 15 seconds into her. Like she was wow. still with us, going click, 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 waving at everybody. Thanks. Can I get some Red Bull, please? And some Coke. Thank you. 
I was like, man, yeah, you, she's a freak. There's, there's, she's special. She, yeah. You're looking at a special. I hope she stays around for a long time. She's also the kind of girl that I see who we might do the sport for three years, win three Hawaii titles, and then go and climb Kilimanjaro. Yeah, because yeah, we, 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 we had in few and she's a rounded person, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. like she, she just. And that's what I think her strength is, you know. Yeah, she's, she's, kind of yeah, she's, here, yeah, she's she a freak. She she's a freak. Wow. So, so from here, so you're racing this weekend. From here, what go? What's what's for training for here? Um, I, I leave here. I go to Aspen with my family for uh, a week and uh, with, yeah, time off with a friend. How much time do you normally take off after a race? Three weeks. Three weeks. Total. Yeah. Yeah, I do a little bit. I do what I feel like, yep. and uh, and I go to Aspen. This is seven and a half thousand feet, and. You know, there's a nice pool there, and my friend going up with a friend there to, who's training for Ironman Canada, and yep. and um, and the kids will come over, and and it's you know it's when you got kids, anyone those kids knows that you know this. It, yeah, yeah, the play time's hard. You yeah, know, I'm running yeah. around with my girls. I probably run yeah. four or five k, and and so and it's kids have just got endless energy, energy yeah. which is which is good. And love, that's, but and that's, yeah, and that's really good time for me because it's it's I want to do that. Yeah, and, and it keeps How do you me. find that because you know, like you, you, you're a pro. You know, you obviously spend a lot of time away from it. Is it tough? How do it's you find the that? it's the worst. It's horrible. Yeah, it's, yeah. That's that's the limiting thing of our sport. I, I it, it takes so much time away from your family and, and people. And I, I honestly think, and my wife and I talk about this all the time, is that I'm opinionated and, and vocal the way I am because it doesn't get more personal than this. You yeah. know, We're, like. I just spent five and a half weeks. It's going to be six and a half weeks away from my kids, my wife, yeah. my two life. girls growing up, my life. Yeah. I didn't come here to come second. Like, yeah, this, yeah, I want to win. It's personal. Yeah. Like, I'm spending time away from my family. It doesn't yeah. get more personal than this. And I think that's why I, I am so vocal the way I am. And, and I, because, you know, that's, it's, I'm robbed of that, you know, and it, it breaks my heart. Like, I, I'm saved by Skype. Thank you, Skype. Yeah. We should, we should. So, because like, we've got a lot of working athletes who listen and, you know what would be your advice? Because you know, like, like the thing is, we, you know, you don't do a normal job, and I'm sure yeah. it's not that you're not yeah, working. Yeah. But you know, when people do a 40-hour work week and they do an Ironman oh, training, you know, what with someone in your position who spends a lot of time away, how do you combat that? Is it just Skype or is it do you have things? Skype or? is uh, a safe yeah. because you can see, yeah. you know, and and uh, and but the people doing 40-hour, I I work with a few who, who are full-time workers doing and that. It's, it's amazing. Like I commend you. I it, it's incredible, and I think. That's why the drop-off rate within our sport is so high okay, because it's too demanding, it's too demanding on, on families, yeah. you know. And, and I've always said there's a lot of camps going on around the world. And I've always said, why is nobody uh, a family camp. doing a family camp? Yeah, Bring the family. Like, we, we, we need to make, instead of this sport being so selfish. so selfish and so isolated, there should be camps with, hey, mummy and dad come and, and, and the kids come. And, yeah, and, yeah. The, and there's people there looking after the kids and the kids train and, and everybody... Like family orientated camps, and uh, you know the lifestyle's fantastic, and everything is great about this sport. But that's my thing with the sport. I, I that breaks my heart. Like I talk to my children on on Skype, and you know, I'm talking to Brown Cameron Brown in Frankfurt about it, and he's the same way. And you're like, man, you know, we I wish it was easier. You mm. know, I wish there was something we can do that. And coming from Australia, and Cameron coming from New Zealand. Yeah. If it's it's hard, we were we got to commute a long way. If we were living in America, yeah. it, it'd be much easier, mm. you know. Or if you're a European, then it'd it's be come much. For a weekend, you come for a week, yeah, 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 yeah. But coming from Australia and your family and all your support base is in Australia, and the racing scene is is 24 hours by airplane away. That's what makes Did you it. Get Oh, big time! Really, man? Yeah, I was j- joking with my wife when I was in Nidabron. I, I felt like um, Tom Hanks on Castaway. Really? I, I was really? talking to my hat. Wilson. <laughs> hey, Wilson! You know, <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. I, you know, and, and I think my wife gets lonely. Like we talk about that a lot, and and then you have the fear of growing apart, and you yeah. you're like, oh man, that's our. Yeah, that's that's the worst thing about. Probably, you know, there's all the glamour and the glitz of, oh, yeah. isn't he fantastic? What but it's not people who know you, is it? No, you know, totally. yeah, I travel a lot for work yeah. as well, and, you, and, and I'm, it's my job. I'm in a position where lots of people know me, and yeah. so you kind of, and they, and so it's cool to meet them, and they've yeah. got a lot of energy for you, but they're not your crew. Totally, totally. Your t- That's your exactly peeps. what it is. Yeah. And, you, and you sit there, and you're like, oh, man, and you just want to get, you get homesick. You just yeah. want to go home, home, home. And, yeah. and for me, it's, I just want to be with my girls, you know. Yeah. I don't want to miss... These years. These years. Yeah. I don't want to look at my girls when they're getting married and go, what happened? Yeah. Well, I missed it, you know? Yeah. Like, a, it's, yeah, that's that's the toughest. But Okay, so um, go to the, after your holiday, then what happens? Oh, I, go, I drop back down to, to Boulder and um, I prepare, same as last year in Boulder. I was 
it worked great. You know, yeah. I think the dry heat is um, perfect for Kona. It yeah. teaches your body to retain water yeah. as opposed to losing it efficiently. And uh, when you train in humidity, you, you get very efficient at losing water. We learned that at the AIS. And uh, so you tend to go to dry climates, even though you're racing in a humid climate, go to dry climates and, you know, your first two weeks in Boulder, your lips crack and your, and your eyes hurt because it, it just sucks all the water out of your body learns to hold water which is perfect for Kona and uh, so a lot of people go why do you go to Boulder is it the altitude and I'm like actually the altitude is a little bit of it it's more the dry climate yeah and uh, and so I'll prepare there and um, you know I've got a I I treat it very much like boxing I bring a crew in at certain times yeah I bring a a cyclist in I've got a a couple of mates who are cyclists out of LA that I'll fly in and they'll do two weeks with me in a key cycling block and then I bring running friends in to do my running blocks with me and then and then I'll, I'm looking at either doing Monaco, depending on on um, the flight time and, and whether it works, or and then Malibu um, Olympic distance race, yeah. and then and then Kona. I'm going to have to have, like I said, I have to have an A game because uh, the boys are coming this year. You know, yeah. Crowy and like I said, they're they're all ready to rock and roll. Wow. Well, I think we've pretty much taken up another few time. But thanks for your time, mate. It's always great to have you on the show, and uh, everyone loves listening to you. <laughs> Honestly, the amount of emails we get, and it's like, oh, get Macron. I got so many. I got like a thousand emails this week. Can you get Macron? Can you get Macron? Really? So it's really good. To, yeah, mate. They love you. You're I'm glad people like me. Yeah. <laughs> when you sit alone in Niederbronn on your own, you're like, oh. And then people, you know, on the chat sites, and people are like, ah, oh, he's out. You're like, oh, man. Jeez. How do you deal with that? Like, you know, okay, again, look, I don't have your exposure, but I have a little bit of exposure in my world, and, and I've learned just never look. That's that's my feeling. My, I feel more for my wife, who always said these people don't understand you, do they? Yeah. It's lost in your act. You're too, you're, maybe the Australian accent's too abrupt, yeah. or the. or. Well, and you do talk about game. And I do talk the game, but yeah. it's, it's the game. And the funny thing with triathlon, I guess it's all sports, but, you know, people need to understand it. I want to win the race as much as Norman and Farris, and, yeah. and it's it's real to us. And not only it's how real it is, it's how we pay our mortgage, how we yeah, feed our kids, life. it's how it's our life, you know. And for for the amateurs, they they have a they have a job somewhere else, so yeah. it's their hobby. Yeah. This becomes and when it becomes your life, it becomes really personal. So if I can win a psych game, yeah. and it's going to make him come second and me come yeah. first, then yeah. that's so the smack talk is in no way disrespectful. And if if I was in any way harming the sport i'd be angry at myself yeah. because i love this sport you know yeah. and but it's it's real you know it doesn't get any more real and i play the game as much to get an upper edge as i do uh, as i enjoy my time you know i, yeah. I think in 10 years you'll be like wow far out i can't believe i said that but it's it's cool you know yeah yeah, yeah. It's okay. oh cool man well thanks for your time um good luck this weekend on your race Cheers. and good luck for your better and you too Hawaii. good we, luck uh, you know, we'll be keeping a close eye on you and hope you can kick ass again this year. Oh, thanks. Bring it on, mate. Thanks Cheers. for your time. No cool. worries. So there you have the Macro interview. I'm sure you enjoyed that. He's a, he's a great interview because he just really holds nothing back. Uh, uh, if you've had a chance to meet the guy and kind of have a conversation with about lots of things, he's a really good kind of guy to listen to. Anyway, um, Iron Man Talk is proudly brought to you by Coffees of Hawaii. Again, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, if you want to get a discount, 20% off Iron Man Talk listeners, go to www.ironmantalk just to find out what the code is. I can't remember it right now, but uh, do that. And then go to Coffees of Hawaii. And when you're checking out, just add in that coupon code. Uh, you want to go out and check out all their amazing coffee selection. Uh, remember the gift packs and yeah, just support Coffees of Hawaii. They're, they're really active in our community. And um, yeah, I just think that we should support people who are supporting us. Trybuys.com, we got lots of emails uh, from people saying, oh, can you get them to extend the uh, the 15% off deal? And they did. They came through big time. Cam said, you know what? We're here to keep you guys happy. And that's what he's done. So when you think about getting the 15% off, the US dollar sucks. You get your $200 shipping. It's, it's As John would say, and he's not here right now, but he would say it's a no-brainer. Get on to Trybuys, check out their selection, get some gear, get onto it right now. And lastly, Athlinks.com. Now, one thing we did get on Camp Care Cafe Review, of the boys were giving us some feedback on Athlinks about some things they didn't necessarily think were so good. And uh, Athlinks have um, come back to us and said, uh, we're going to change the things that we've given feedback on. And they really appreciate your feedback 
on ideas that you could make their website better. So you can either email us or alternatively you could just, because I think Troy is one of everyone's friends on there, you could just email Troy with some ideas. They're just an up-and-coming company and obviously they're doing lots of things right, but they just want to find out ideas on how to make their website more usable for you, the user. So check that out. Also, again, if you want to this week, go on to Athlinks and go to Ironman Talk page and you'll find John and my uh, race report. Uh, I'm going to write up a book, so... Because because I you know like five hours or maybe five days you need to do an IMM with the reading of my race report. Um, also, when you're on athletes, get your friends involved. The more friends you got involved, the more shit you can give, the more fun you can have. That's pretty much the show for this week. Um, it's pretty much low times for John and I now. We're going to go back. I'm going. We're actually going back to LA on the same flight, and John is loving it because he thinks I'm going to babysit Thomas and. Well, I love Thomas. He's a great kid. I think I'll be staying away down the other end of the plane because, you know what, I feel sorry for people who actually travel on planes with kids. I was traveling to us. Where was I traveling to? Uh, oh, it was when I was going to Bali with my dad. And the, <laughs> the people in front of us had a baby, and the father picked it up, and the baby pooed so much that ooh, all the poo went through the nappies and landed on the father. And the poor guy, he's on the plane, poos all over him. So... I'm just hoping that doesn't happen to John. <laughs> uh, other than that, we're going through LA. I'm actually going to stop off in LA and catch up with mate Brett and have a day shopping. And John's going straight home. And we, I'm going to end up at home on Friday. And then it's a few weeks rest for me. And I'm sure John will be doing the same thing. And then it's time to reevaluate the goals and think about what's next. So I hope you enjoyed the interview with Mecca. Uh, get out there, enjoy the week. And uh, well done to everyone who did wrote. It was a, honestly. Uh, I'm quite proud in saying that I've done the hardest, probably the hardest road ever and the hardest Hawaii ever. Um, you know, Ironman's not meant to necessarily be easy, and so it's kind of cool that I was involved with those two days. Anyway, that's this week's show. Uh, what is it? Train hard, train smart. No, it's not. Oh man, John's going to give me shit about this. It's Iron Russ, Ironman don't. Train hard, train smart. Kia kaha.